0: dear listeners and welcome back once again to redemption meditations uh as per tradition i am joined by steve and dana good afternoon gentlemen good afternoon
1: lee steve. Hey, Lee. how are you doing
0: doing great i hope this i hope the zoom call finds you well
1: <laughs> as well as can be expected
0: <laughs> that's what good. day Look, is that's... it? what day is it uh it is is it the lord's day uh, it is not the Lord's day. I can assure okay, you that <laughs> it's,
1: it's the Lord's day plus two. Okay. Preparations day, are still gosh. being made yeah. for the Lord's
0: day. <laughs> well, we, uh, at, we have just wrapped up, uh, uh I, I thought was a, a rather, uh, uh, fascinating, uh, brief series on complementarianism. I've, I very much enjoyed those episodes. I hope those who listened, uh, got something good from that as well. Um, and we're going to pivot to something uh, maybe a little more timely. It's something that comes around every year, and a lot of folks, uh, um, especially in the in the reformed podcast world, end up having an episode about this at some point. And so I figured it was probably our time. But um, so our friends, uh, with scare quotes uh, across the Tiber, are uh, are engaging in a a penitential season of the church right now. Uh, that we are not participating in uh, called Lent. And so I wondered, uh, maybe we could have a, a brief chat about uh, what Lent is and and why we uh, don't participate in such a thing. Uh, so maybe, Steve, if you want to go first, tell us a little bit about what Lent is for those who have only heard of it, heard of the name, but aren't necessarily aware of the concept. What are we what are we talking about when we talk about Lent?
1: Well, traditionally, it means uh, giving something up for the 40 days uh, leading up to Easter. And depending on what church you belong to or denomination you belong to, sometimes they'll make that list for you and, and say, <laughs> here's what you're going to give up. Uh, sometimes in other churches, especially uh, in modern day, an individual may say, hey, for Lent, I'm going to give up this particular thing. So it, it depends a little bit on what church or, or larger de- denomination you belong to and how much is on that list and, and exactly what th- that involves. But it's the idea that we have a season of increased holiness uh, marked almost always by some outwardly observable uh, pe- penance that you can see, hey, I'm giving up this for Lent. You, it, it almost always involves making sure people know, I'm giving up this for <laughs> Lent. And at the opening ceremony of that in many traditions is Ash Wednesday. And if you, if, most people have probably seen on social media or online or somewhere, People with a little uh, ash mark cross on their forehead. So again, it's one of those things that it's kind of hard to ignore if it's on your forehead. I mean, it's like, it, it, it's it's impossible to miss. I'm celebrating this. I'm recognizing this and it's marked on my face. So th- mm. there it is. And it's the, it's the opening exercises of the Lent season. And now I'm going to do whatever it is I'm going to do. But usually it's... Giving something up, it may be a type of food, it may be a fast on a particular day, it's those sorts of things. Although a lot of people will do their own thing. They'll do their own Lone Ranger uh, version of Lent. I'm going to give up whatever it is, right? Social media for Lent. Yes. Your social media is probably awash with Lent talk if you roll in the right social media circles about what someone's going to give up or should give up. For lent
2: yeah so often people give up not, not only social media but they'll they'll say like i'm not going to watch tv for 40 days or i'm not going to eat a certain food or, or you know drink uh, whatever coffee or something or um so they give harris, up the something
1: thought. what's that harris, harris the thought, the thought.
0: Of not we know what
1: lee's not days. giving up for lent he's not <laughs> no giving way. up coffee
0: no way no <laughs> way He's not giving up anything. In fact, he's taking I, I drink stuff. coffee to the glory of God. Hey man, I'm gonna
1: drink an extra I, cup of coffee forever. Can I get a
0: witness? <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: it, it's interesting. I, th- I feel like this year, um, maybe it's because every year, um, when this season comes around, it always surprises me, um, or it always it doesn't surprise me, but I, I'm not. I'm not prepared for it in any mm. way because um, as uh reformation christians we don't actually observe the the church calendar um you know that so the church calendar was instituted really uh developed beginning in the fourth century and then after that and so this became a thing it's not in the new testament um it, you know it's not it's not in the bible lent and and
0: um uh, so it's, it's not, not it's thing. not a prescribed day or period uh, according to uh, according to scripture like the way that the lord's day is where you are to gather on the right. lord's day right
2: right so so it it's not a it's so prayer and fasting of course is in the bible and in the new testament and and held high so mm-hmm. we're, we're called to to pray right mm-hmm. in, in scripture um both old and new testaments um uh but uh, but there's actually very specific regulations about fasting don't, don't don't show everybody that you're fasting right like don't 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 it almost says don't put ashes on your head and <laughs> don't wear it on your forehead it, right it just just do what you're gonna do and you don't need to advertise this between you yeah. and wash the lord and
0: wash your uh, face yeah actually.
2: right that's what i mean by like don't put ashes yeah. on your, Anoint
0: like, your head and <laughs> an, yeah, wash your face <laughs> right and don't wear a grimace on your face either make people know that you're suffering
2: it's yeah so it's interesting i'm in uh i don't know where probably just in a youtube suggested video or something um marky mark is all out there promoting his oh, yeah. his app mark walberg he's out he's yeah. out there promoting this app that he's involved in he's roman catholic and he seems to be getting more vocal about that mm-hmm. um yes uh, you know at least more so now than when he was with the funky bunch um <laughs> <laughs> but he but he, you know he was on like Colbert or some talk show and he's sitting there with with the with the ash, the ash
0: on his forehead being interviewed like which by the uh, way if you go on a television show and you have to put on makeup they probably actually had to touch up the ashes in order right. for him to go on yeah, the yeah. show it
2: was totally a a um like a facade like yeah, it, it, I know. So yeah. oftentimes people will like they want the purpose is that people will see it but he specifically wanted as many people as possible to see it which is why he booked a talk show for the
0: that Wednesday <laughs> on ash wednesday <laughs> right you know that that whole thing that's the root of the word hypocrisy uh, that comes yeah. out of the greek theater where it to play a part you would put a mask on and then you might right. play multiple parts but you have to take one mask off and put the other mask on and they those were hypocrites uh, so that's very much in line with with actual hypocrisy
1: <laughs> there's uh there's a movie which i will not recommend on this podcast but in uh one of the characters in it is looking at himself in the mirror saying hey everybody come see how good i look <laughs> this is sort of the uh lint version of hey everybody look at how penitent i am
2: no, uh, i'm l- sure that you know I feel sure that it, they would argue against that right like I don't and I don't I don't know what the um what like a normal uh observer of Lent would say about that. I
1: I, I, I would say that about Mark Wahlberg. I'm not oh yeah I, yeah. I, I should qualify that I, I we're yeah. not trying to beat up on all our friends uh and neighbors who are celebrating Lent I, I we should be more charitable than that. But if you well, schedule Uh, uh, An interview on national TV, and it just so happens to be Mm -hmm. uh, on Ash Wednesday, call me a skeptic. I I doubt it's it's just a coincidence. I think there's an element of, I want to make sure people see this thing that I'm doing. And I'm a little, you know, a little skeptical about that.
2: So it's interesting, Lee, you said right at the very beginning that
1: we're entering
2: into uh, what some would call a penitential season. Right. And I think that word penitential penance, that that is one of the distinct differences between Rome and uh, Roman Catholic and Protestant. Yeah. Um, uh, because because that was actually what kicked off part of what kicked off the Reformation, right? Luther sees this realizes that that make penance or do penance so the action of doing something you know going to confession putting the ash on your forehead stopping eating you know certain meats that t- like that act of doing penance is not what the bible's talking about that's not it's repentance which is totally uh, very different from that it, and and so i i think just even that that concept of, of a penitential season versus, um, li- so Luther says, it, that like it's it's the first of the ninety five theses, right? All of life is is to be lived in repentance, mm-hmm. and um, and and a big section of those ninety five are about repentance, mm-hmm. in, as opposed to penance, and I agree with Luther on that. That, um, and I think it's such a vital. Because it's not it's not of works, lest any man should boast. Right. right. So, um, so it, it re, a season of repentance is different than a season of penance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, yep. a, and we could actually get into this and take it that step further. Um, well, let me ask you. I I know that Lee's actually running this interview, but I'm gonna play the part of the interviewer yeah. for a second. Um. What is one of the things that we do in our liturgy in this category of repentance? Do you remember? Do you yeah, we, have, we, have a,
0: we have a prayer of confession every Sunday where we not only confess that we have sinned throughout the week, not saying that we're putting aside repenting of our own individual sins. You know, we you know, we 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 would call on every every Christian, every member of this church to uh, to repent of your sins every day, but sure. in a corporate sense, when we gather together, we do confess our sins before God, uh, and and confess our reliance on God for every good thing that we have, um, because you have to in, in order to uh, in order to to receive the gift of of the gospel every week uh, to be refreshed. We have to also freely admit and confess and repent of the sins that that so easily entangle us. Amen. and we do that corporately on on the Lord's day and we should be doing that individually every other day when we're you know in our own in our own sphere that we that we operate in by God's providence
2: and and tightly connected to that in fact, usually when we actually formally do it it's in a prayer that that, that, that I pray or, or somebody prays in a pastoral prayer um, where we confess that we've broken God's law, so we, as God's people, have still broken God's law. And I usually do it in the, the summary of we have failed to love the Lord God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. And we and we failed to love our neighbor as ourselves. So we have broken both tables of the law. And, and yet. If we are in Christ, um, we have been forgiven. And, uh, and so we can have an assurance of our pardon. Um. Uh, and, and so I pray that usually I, I try and integrate even into the prayer, a scripture that says that this week I read from Joel chapter two, uh, verses 12 and 13, that, that says that right read your hearts and not your garments, that, that's what repentance looks like, don't don't do the outward, do the inward um, uh, uh, change, and, um, and God is quick to say, Romans eight one, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And, and so um, when we do that every week, and I realize not every church does it every week and we can get at that in a second, but when we do it every week and, and many do, when we do it every week, we are, um, it. it's it, one of the effects that that has is that it negates the need for a, a penitential season because Yep. Because we are like we're set free, right? Right? Like we're, we're in we're the new assured. covenant. <laughs> yeah, we're assured every Lord's Day, and even more often. But at least when we gather together on the Lord's Day, we are assured that there is no condemnation, and so we have freedom, Um, which means we have freedom to eat sausages and we have freedom to, you know, still drink still drink coffee, uh, even even in the springtime.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually it's, i'm glad you mentioned sausages cuz that was a, something i wanted to mention especially given well i mean cuz they're wonderful but especially <laughs> please
2: in, please please talk to us about sausages for a let while. me
0: that's let fun. me yes wax the about sausage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> uh you know uh, the reforming church at that time really did see uh, penitential seasons like lent there were others as well but lent was kind of the famous one um really as 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 a set of shackles on the church uh it was often called the church under rome was often referred to as the babylonian exile of the church and so um especially you know mixed bag of a reformer that was zwingli uh is is well known for an early event um, in the Reformation, where during Lent, he, he had already broken with Rome. Uh, he had a congregation um, that was reforming, and uh, they so obviously they didn't observe Lent. They threw out the calendar altogether, um, and during Lent, uh, they actually hosted. Uh, a big sausage supper was what it was called, which you're not allowed to eat meat on Fridays during Lent. That's one of the the overarching rules in Rome. That's actually why we have the filéo fish at McDonald's is because of Lent. Actually, uh, another another fun tidbit for you. But uh, so on. Imagine this Friday of Lent, and like the the city is just like stinking of delicious sausage on a day when no meat should be eaten. And, and it's these Reformed guys over here, you know, in a way kind of thumbing their nose at Rome, but also finally being able to embrace the liberty that the Christian should have when not shackled by, uh, by man-made rules that tell you do not touch, do not taste, right, that Paul talks about, which is the very thing that Rome required in uh, under Lent. Um, uh, you would get in trouble if you broke the Lenten fast, so – um, it was, you know, a, a, an exercise in Christian liberty. Um, now we don't, obviously, now, so many hundreds of years removed from that, uh, I, I don't really think, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know that we really do many ostentatious <laughs> such displays of of not observing Lent. We just don't, we just don't observe it. Um, that's kind of that's kind of become just the reformed position is uh, the the Lord's day is a a weekly holiday and we really don't add many man-made holidays so to speak to our church calendar Um, yeah except we observe easter easter itself and and christmas but that's i mean about it there's no special uh like we don't like advent would be sort of a a a similar penitential season leading up to christmas Uh, although it's more of contemplation really than fasting but it's a similar thing but we don't we don't observe that either typically as as reformed christians
1: yeah i i just want to uh, touch on something that uh, dana mentioned there is the idea of what what god requires of us when thinking about penance versus repentance so uh, uh, according to psalm 51 what god requires is a broken heart and a contrite spirit those are the things that that that's what's required of us unto salvation and as as reformed protestants we would tie right next to that the assurance of salvation right so so it is yeah. not just so that you can just sink further and further into the depths of despair that's it thank you good night it's it's now reassurance that if you have a broken heart over your sin if you are repentant over your sin there's good news because of all these things that somebody besides you did because of something Jesus did. Right. Right. And, and we, we would be leery about having confidence in this thing that you did a ritual you performed and and, and looking to that as reassurance for your salvation. That's why we don't require that of people. That's why we don't observe those things. We don't say, well, go say this number of this type of prayer and mm-hmm. then you're all good right. to go. We we don't do that kind of stuff because it's just a repentant part. A a a a kind of a brokenness over sin. Mm. And again, reassurance that yeah. your debts have been paid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Dana. what what you have to say there? No, well, I was just I was thinking
2: about I was um he, 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 we're talking about like diff a an observation, so if Lent is an observation, so I'm not, I'm not even gonna call it a holiday, um, but if Lent is an observation, we're, we're talking about two different s- theological systems. So um, because of the difference between repentance and penance. Um, so we're talking about two different theological systems. And so so it makes sense under Roman Catholicism to practice Lent. Right. Like under that system, which I believe is a wrong uh, system, I think that um, uh, salvation is in Christ alone, uh, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Um, But under that system, it, it makes sense. It makes sense under, say, the Orthodox Eastern Orthodox system, even to a certain extent. Um, And depending on where you put your finger in history, it makes sense under an Anglican or an Episcopalian, a a Church of England um, system, because uh, they, depending on how, again, where you put your finger in church history, they were sometimes Catholic and sometimes Protestant, especially in the 1500s and 1600s. But it makes sense under that system of, that theological system to practice that it makes no sense for Protestants to practice it. So I, I was reading Carl Truman, uh, had an article <gasps> this. Yeah. And, and he, one of the things he said was, um, you know, when you live in the United States, it makes sense to celebrate the 4th of July, right? It makes sense for us. It does not make sense for the English to celebrate the 4th of July. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It does not, or and he listed other nations, right? It it makes no sense for uh, China or or the Swiss or whatever to celebrate the Fourth of July as a holiday. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing because it's a completely different theological system. Um, uh, It's the it's it's a completely different even view of the work of Christ Mm -hmm. that we have than than Rome has. uh, so it makes no sense. We might as well celebrate, you know, we might as well celebrate Chinese new year. Right. Or, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Like it makes no sense to us that, that Chinese new year falls on just some random date. That's not uh, like, it, <laughs> it makes no sense.
1: Or Ramadan.
2: <laughs> exactly. That's actually a great example. That makes no sense. Um, uh, I, I, I just saw a post. This is a side note. I'm willing to say it on the podcast for a pastor of a of a um, a congregation that used to meet in the building that we currently meet in, um, okay. wishing a happy Ramadan. Uh, anyway, that, yeah that 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 makes no sense. That is bla- blasphemous.
1: Actually, we could do least. a whole podcast episode on that.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm fresh off not of reading saying the Quran. We will. So I'm just saying
1: we could.
0: We could totally do that.
1: <laughs> not promising that. Just...
0: Maybe we save so it, it for the Patreon. It doesn't
1: make sense for Presbyterians,
2: for Baptists, for um, nonconformists, for uh, Anglicans. Pro, uh, Protestants to to observe Lent in this way. Yeah, And I want to be really careful because if we're talking about somebody saying, you know what, it would be good for me to give up something, to fast or, or to do something. Um, My, my affections are too close to this thing. Maybe it's sports or, you know, TV or something like that. It would be good for me for a certain period of time. And these 40 days are as good as any. I have no problem, but it's, it's the public display that, that Mm -hmm. bugs me because that's unbiblical. It's the public display and it is the law of okay now we all have to do this
0: Mm -hmm.
2: we don't because of christ we don't have to do this we can quietly and in our own homes we can fast and in fact we like i didn't grow up with this tradition so i don't like lent is foreign to me until the last few years and it's Mm -hmm. really only been in like the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years that I've seen Protestants actually start to adopt this. Um, uh, but it was completely foreign to me until recently. And even, even I will admit, fasting has been foreign as well. People talk about it, but I, I've never done it before. I mean, I have now, but I had never done it before. And um, so it, it would be good for us to encourage fasting more prayer and fasting so that they yeah. should be connected not not separated yeah, um, right. it would be good for us to encourage those things more uh, but but we shouldn't we shouldn't know that you're fasting <laughs> mm-hmm. right like yeah. it needs to be privately between you and the Lord and there are times I'm getting a little bit off topic here there are times when it would be appropriate to for a public call to fast mm-hmm. like if our church did for something um, um, if, if if we were going through a severe trial as a, as a congregation, um, and we, as a church or like, as the leaders, maybe if we needed to like just lay it before the Lord and, and fast for a period of time, I don't have any problem with
1: that. And in fact, that, that ought to happen. You, you see um, that in the Bible. Right. many yeah, times. That's my point. Yeah. 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 Um, so it,
2: interesting. Um,
1: So I can I add, can I extend just a couple of olive branches here uh, <laughs> before we, I don't know if we're ready to move on or not, but I'll just throw it in here now. So the the one thing I think we would say, and I think Dana, you you, you touched on this, uh, but we're not saying, we, we don't observe this, but if somebody chooses to give something up for some season, we're not right. forbidding that. Right yeah, that would so, be creating so, the
2: law in the other way,
1: right. I mean, right. we would just be reversing the burden and and yeah. do, and laying it on people yeah. the other way. So we're hitting the opposite. Ditch. That. and yeah. I think uh, to the extent that I understand it, and uh, it, you guys could correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a interesting phenomena in, in church history where, in a very short amount of time, Christians were went from being persecuted horribly to the emperor becoming a Christian and now it's fashionable. Yeah. And so you have church leaders and and I'll be sympathetic to them to some extent where where the whole world seems to have gotten flipped upside down. And now you have a lot of people saying, Oh, I'm a Christian too. (laughs) And what do we do with this? And, 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 and almost certainly, some of them may be truly Christian and some of them probably are not Christians. And how do we, deal with that. Now, There, uh, th- this is at the same time when we see uh, the the practice uh, and the tradition that we're talking about with Lent really formalized, and-, and that was a lot of times tied to the 40 days leading up to your baptism, because they didn't want to just baptize everybody in the midst of this wave of people who are saying oh yeah me too oh the emperor is a christian well yeah i'm a christian too. <laughs> right and and so i'm i'm a little bit sympathetic as a church leader you know if all of a sudden we had an extra 100 people walk through the door on sunday because uh, taylor swift <laughs> claims to be a christian and now it's we're flooded by with like 10 year old to 15 year old girls who are all saying hey i'm a christian too i want to join your <laughs> church we would need to handle that carefully. Now, I don't like the way the church responded and and implemented this. I think they could have done it better, but I can understand why as a church leader, you'd be like, oh my goodness, what are we going to, we got to set up something. I don't like what they set up. I think that wasn't great, but I'm going to be a little bit sympathetic that when all of a sudden you have a tsunami walk through the door, uh, they're trying to not just go, well, just baptize them as fast as they walk through the door. And they were right not to do that, but they I mean, could have done it a little better. Chapter two. What's that? I mean, that's what happened in Acts Chapter Two. I know, and they, they did have to implement Lynn. I know. So <laughs> uh, you would think that uh they would have a ga- a little bit of a game plan, but hey, <laughs> they didn't choose to do to do that. But uh yeah uh, anyway, there's a little yeah. background on that. <laughs>
2: So, I, I, I want to point out uh, one thing and then maybe summarize a little bit. So, w- the one thing I want to point out is that um, when we talk about the church calendar and how we don't observe it, that's just not, that's not just us. That's not just Redemption Bible Church. It's not just like our brand of independent, uh, whatever we are. Um, it <laughs>
0: actually, actually, confessional actually, Baptists.
2: <laughs> that's it. It actually is. So, so interestingly, the Westminster Directory of Public Worship. This is an edition uh, published by Christian Heritage. Um, There's an appendix. So this was written by the the Westminster Divines, 1600s. An appendix that is entitled Touching Days and Places for Public Worship. So the Westminster uh, Standards essentially says this. There is no day commanded in Scripture to be kept holy under the gospel but the Lord's Day, which is the Christian Sabbath. Festival days,
0: vulgarly called
2: holy days or holidays, (laughs) I love that
0: vulgarly,
2: (laughs) having no warrant in the word of God are not to be continued. Nevertheless, it is lawful and necessary upon special emergent occasions to separate a day or days for public fasting or thanksgiving as the several eminent and extraordinary dispensations of God's providence shall administer cause and opportunity to his people. So you can have a special day of fasting or time of fasting or a special day or time of Thanksgiving, right? right? So we do that every year. Yep. Um, and I think it's appropriate. Um, uh, but but as far as th- this, what they're saying is um, – the the Sabbath day, the Lord's day, the Christian Sabbath, is the only high holiday in the Christian church, yep. and so uh, there are, in fact, there are some um, on the on the more, I guess you'd say, very conservative side that do not celebrate or observe Christmas because of that statement. Right. I think we have freedom to celebrate Christmas. I don't think our church, I don't think the church is required to have a christmas eve service i don't think the church is required to preach a sermon from luke 2 and sing you know (laughs) away in a manger on on christmas sunday um we can we have the freedom to do those things but we are not required same thing with good friday like any other day but we are required to gather together on the lord's day
0: and we certainly don't have warrant we don't have warrant to add special spiritual yes. blessings to those extra days either. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Because there were part of the issue with Christmas as well, and John Calvin uh, preached about this particularly was that people were kind of doing the whole like save up your sins so you can repent on Christmas, and and you get like special bonuses.
1: It's a super uh, <laughs> duper holy day. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Don't don't do that. It's we're not supposed to do that." Um, I think also Mother's Day.
2: <laughs> don't do that oh, on yeah. Mother's Day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hallmark so, does not have the right to uh, to dictate what the church does.
2: <laughs> so I would I would say it's sort of as a I guess as a as a, a summary um, when, we, when we gather together on the Lord's Day, and we we read God's law, right? We we read something from uh, from God's Word. Uh, we understand that we are sinners in need of repentance. We repent, and are and are forgiven, and assured of our forgiveness. Um, uh, we we at the end of our services, we we take the Lord's Supper. We eat and drink and proclaim His death until He comes. Those are the sufficient um, uh, elements of worship. I mean, there's more in there, right? But those are the sufficient elements of worship uh, to cover um, whatever is they're trying to accomplish in Lent of, of piety and uh, uh, conforming to the image of Christ. Like, actually, n- the ordinary means of grace are sufficient for the... Um, uh, for the the piety or the sanctification of of souls, we don't need all the extra stuff, the extra days, the extra um, uh, penitent, the penitent season. Various. And so uh, Lent, holy Lent is actually a law. Yeah, Lent is actually a, a law, and and therefore is an infringement on Christian liberty. Yeah,
1: Yep. that's what it just so, comes down to—a Christian liberty thing. And -hmm. and us not wanting to lay unnecessary burdens on people.
0: Yeah, Christian liberty as well as, uh, again, and I know we come back to this a lot, but it's important, reliance on the ordinary means of grace for the spiritual life and ongoing spiritual nourishment of the church. Which is why early on, I can't remember which of you said it, but, you know, contra Lent – uh, we emphasize prayer and fasting on a regular basis, not just during 40 days before Easter, but actually to to inculcate these practices um, in our children, um, within our own families, also within the church, um, that we have an ongoing practice of of repentance before God, not mere penance during particular times of the year. So I actually I wanted to uh, pivot a bit into, um, especially prayer in this episode, and then, Lord willing, next episode, uh, speak about uh, fasting exclusively, uh, which has has been a, a unfortunately a declining practice um, in the church. Uh, but we can we can talk about that um, next episode, Lord willing. But um, so as um, particularly on this uh, topic of repentance, um, having to do uh, with uh, with Lent. Um, what what is the what is the place of prayer uh, when it comes to uh, at least repentance, if not um, the rest of our life uh, before God? Uh, you know what what is prayer in that context? Maybe even tips on on how it should be done, if if there are any to give. Um, what's the what's the significance of of prayer as opposed to uh, a church ordained uh, particular fast? What's the
2: significance?
0: We, yeah, or, or to go ahead.
2: Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, significance so, or utility? How do we use prayer for? Well, prayer changes things. That's the utility. <laughs> it's right. Didn't you have that as, you
2: know, <laughs> on a magnet on your refrigerator when you were growing up?
0: Yes. Prayer changes things. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah,
2: so we're commanded to pray um you know jesus tells us like multiple times he not only does he tell us he instructs us how we see instant we have examples of his so john 17 is a is a good example i call that the lord's prayer right so the lord's prayer our father who art in heaven um he's instructing them how to pray um it's a model prayer. Actually,
0: what's that like a model prayer is how it's often described sure. too yeah
2: yeah, and but when he actually prays, uh, the the we don't have very many of his prayers recorded. In fact, is it the only one?
0: There are um, some brief ones scattered through the Gospels, but it's the only certainly big, the longest, lengthy
1: one. Yeah, yeah,
2: and so so John seventeen is is Jesus like clearly praying for his people. Um, so he models it, and we have multiple instances where he goes off by himself to pray. And that's all we know. Like that's what we know that he did. We also know that he fasted at certain times, um, for example, after his after his baptism when he went off into the wilderness. Um, so uh, I think the 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 importance of it. I, I would I would go this. I would say this. I think prayer is ironically one of the hardest aspects of the Christian life. Yeah.
0: Agreed. (laughs) I I really,
2: I really do. It's easy. Like, I mean, I get up in front of people and pray on church on Sunday morning to me, that's, you know, that's easy, but when nobody's around and I, you know, like I have a a phone to scroll through, you know, I got, I got, I got tweets that need to be read TV shows that need to be watched or whatever. Um, anything else that needs to be done like yeah. when nobody is around it's so hard to stay focused and just actually pray yeah
0: um, which I actually think take is, that moment and stop
2: and yeah pray. right
0: that's right. usually my problem
2: to, to set aside the time and do it
0: yeah to actually just take the time to properly pray yeah um, yeah, I, there's a, I, I, there's a I, oh, John ahead. Piper quote. Uh, I I love it. He, he was talking. It was in a sermon about prayer, but uh, he said um, a lot of people talk about how you know distractions to prayer are you know uh, you know maybe sinful things or or just not taking prayer seriously. Uh, but he said it's good things that keep me from praying. Uh, I, I have holy phone calls to make. I have holy emails to answer. Uh, people need to get a hold of me. I have so many good things to do in ministry that it's the these good deeds that I'm called to do are the thing that keep me from praying. and and I, I that's a very dangerous position to be in as well. Uh, and that certainly can happen. And we all have a lot of things that that certainly fight to get in the way because sometimes it feels like prayer isn't isn't actually doing something. You know, like you feel right. productive. you might not feel productive when you pray. But you actually might be your most productive <laughs> when you pray, actually.
2: Yeah, and, and to take it sort of away from, like, so Piper's talking about his own, like, in ministry, so as a pastor, yeah. right? Like, there's there's babies that need to be fed. You know, there's kids that need to be, got, you know, gotten dressed and, and bathed and gotten to school or, you know, whatever, right? There's 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 so many good and right things that we have to do and uh to fit the time in for prayer is hard you know was it luther that said i don't have time not to pray um yeah i I, we we just want to acknowledge that it's hard i guess that's uh you know it's it's hard for all of us i'm a pastor uh in in acts chapter 6 um, it's very clear that the role of the apostles, and I, I think this translates to the elders later, pastors, um, that their primary task is ministry of the word and prayer. Like it's a part of my job, and it's the it's the most difficult part of my job because, it, like you said, Lee, I don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything.
0: Yeah, me too.
2: Right. So, so if I if we have if we have a hundred people to pray for. If I have a list of 100 people, or even on a, like, say, 25 people on a given day, if I have a list, you know, divide out, pray through the directory or something like that. Um, if I set aside 15 minutes of my day, and it should be longer than that, but if I set aside 15 minutes of my day, I feel like that's 15 minutes that I should be doing, doing something of which I can, accom- like, I can yeah. accomplish something, right? right. Taking notes, listening to it you know reading a specific i want to i want to turn four pages in this book you know or or go meet with this person or return this email or whatever it is i want to accomplish something and i think what that actually speaks to is that we don't we have a very low view of what prayer actually is accomplishing yep yep um
1: yeah yeah go ahead uh, just to try to address a little bit, I think you were kind of getting into the the contrasting the uh, formal practice of, of uh, keeping Lent mm-hmm. versus prayer. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the, the idea here is the idea that I, I want to draw near to God and I want to pursue holiness or Christ-likeness. And we would certainly, I'm sure we would all three say, Prayer is a far better means to do that than the sort of church handed down, do X, Y, Z for Lent. Right. A re- regular, consistent prayer, as hard as it is. And I'll reiterate what Dana said. that Even as elders, we frequently will confess to one another that, you know, sometimes I do well at this and sometimes I could do better than, <laughs> than I have yeah. been. And I need to, you know, pray for me that I would do better. And and it is hard to do it it doesn't usually it doesn't start to rain all of a sudden right at the end of my amen right or some miraculous (laughs) thing it doesn't you it doesn't typically work like that so it doesn't always feel like i just you know uh perform some miraculous thing by praying but i do think that it it is not unlike and and all analogies are imperfect right but if you imagine a 10, 11, 12 year old boy spending time with his father consistently. Mm -hmm. Today, does it make any difference? Maybe. I mean, depending on what they talk about, he may say, son, don't do X and X is waiting for him out the door today, right? (laughs) And that'll save his life or whatever, but probably not. But the cumulative every day we're going to sit together or we're going to go walk together or we're going to talk about, we're going to just draw near to one another for the next five, 10 years. There's an undeniable benefit to that. And he will be more and more like his father. If he invests that time, if they invest that time together. And, And so again, all analogies break down when we're talking about God, there's ways in which that misses the mark, but I think it's helpful, the idea that I'm just going to draw near to you in the hopes that you'll make me more like you, even though in five minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, however long, whenever, you know, I'm not going to feel any different, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to feel like, I I don't know what I accomplished there, but just come back again, and the cumulative benefit, I think we are assured of that.
0: Yeah. 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 You know, there's interesting nomenclature around prayer, and I think sometimes it helps. So in e- in the evangelical world, we often talk about our prayer life, and that, that might sound like a, a piece of Christianese, and, and it kind of is, but I do think it's a nice descriptor of like prayer isn't just a thing you do and you cross it off your list. Like prayer is actually your life. Like it's an ongoing practice. It's just part of living your life. Uh, reminds me of like we would talk in the nursing home world we talk about activities of daily living and they were set out there was a particular list of these activities that residents needed to engage in every day and we would gauge their their progress on how they were doing if they were failing in a particular activity of daily life then that meant we might need to have some additional therapies or or something to come in to help them achieve a, that a high function and i sometimes think about prayer in that way like it's just one of the activities of daily living for the christian it's it should be part of the scenario and sometimes it works better uh sometimes we fail in it a bit and and then we have to do some additional um some additional formative work to to kind of get back and and get that joint working again uh for as an example and also so i and i don't i do not endorse the eastern orthodox church i'm just going to put that out here right now but they, they have, have interesting... the
2: most fun to watch baptisms, though, I've ever oh, seen on YouTube, but go ahead.
0: Hilari- Sorry. Hilarious. Yes, <laughs> look, look that up on YouTube. Um, one of the things that they use to describe prayer is for every individual Christian's prayer practice, they call it their their prayer struggle, mm. and I think that's actually a pretty interesting piece of mm. nomenclature as well, because we have all, all three of us already have acknowledged it really is a struggle to pray sometimes. And yet, we might as well acknowledge prayer is a struggle. And I think even just knowing that helps us be able to to continue to slog through and maintain that practice. Uh, we know it's a struggle. We know it is. It's going to be a struggle. It's the thing every Christian says is the hardest thing for them to do consistently. Um, and so, just you know, to steal from from Nike, just do it. well and
2: knowing that you know even even at this the struggle aspect of that that's where the the holy spirit interceding for us with groanings too deep for words comes in Mm -hmm. um uh yeah i I will admit i'm not really sure what that what that really means except it's that right it's that the holy spirit is interceding for us when we don't even know what
0: to pray in a well, way beyond language
2: yeah, right, yeah <laughs> in- right intercession
0: is going on within the trinity for us
2: that's so that's so interesting. how do we get it's that? so fascinating that the spirit is inter- like the spirit who is indwelling believers is interceding for us and christ who is at the father's right hand is also interceding for you it says mm-hmm. hebrew says he always lives to intercede for us yeah. and so that's that should drive that should help to drive us to pray and also to relieve that struggle right the struggle in prayer um is is it it, it's there but it's a struggle against the flesh Mm -hmm. it's not a struggle we're not struggling with god we're not we're not jacob wrestling with god you know it's not that we actually have the holy spirit and god The so god the spirit god the son are actually interceding for us together and so the the triune God is all wrapped up in our prayer. That should actually be of great comfort to us.
0: Absolutely. Um, This is where, this isn't a library ladder. I know it's been recommended before, but especially on the subject of prayer, this is where Don Whitney's book, Praying the Bible can be really, really helpful, especially for people who are struggling because what he recommends is what he calls the Psalms of the day, where you take the date of the particular day that you're on and then add 30 to it. Uh, and so there'd be eventually five Psalms basically every day. Um, yeah. And somewhere within that, you're going to have scriptures for about anything you could, you could possibly pray for. Um, certainly repentance, you know, to going back to the, um, our, our uh, thesis for this episode, you're going to have repentance language come up in one of those Psalms every day um, to help you put words to, your repentance, if you're struggling to, you're struggling with saying the same thing over and over again about the same things, for example, um, as well as praises, uh, adoring God, uh, words for for Thanksgiving, maybe reminding you of things that you're thankful for that you might have not been thankful for if you hadn't been reminded by Scripture, for example, and the Psalms are really good for that. So I certainly recommend that um, that Psalms of the Day prayer program. Uh, it's definitely super helpful. be able to really to pray like the bible (laughs) it it helps your prayer language um as well as just cement help cement that practice so well it's a good like
2: uh jesus on the cross puts psalm 22 right when he prays my god my god why have you forsaken me that's that's from psalm 22 so so as you were saying that another another instance of jesus praying popped into my head um so jesus prayed the psalms yep right yep
1: Yeah, that's a that's a. I think that's helpful, even if you don't have praying the Bible, and it's Mm -hmm. a great book to get. And I think we have recommended it in the past. But you you probably have the Book of Psalms, so just start there. (laughs) Yeah, just just (laughs) Psalm one. I mean, that's fine. You can do. You you can just start to praying the Psalms. That's not a bad way to go. You, You you can start out there at the very least. And and odds are if you're watching this or listening to this you probably have a copy of the book of psalms
0: well if you don't
2: find steve and he will get you a copy of the bible yes i will <laughs> that's
0: right <laughs> steve is on it mm-hmm. <laughs> well uh any any final thoughts on these topics before we ascend the library ladder together
2: no i think well, i think we should pick up next week and, and talk a
0: little
1: bit more about prayer and prayer and fasting
0: for sure yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah. So to Yes. Stay tuned. Listeners. Stay on the edge of your seat. Lord listeners.
0: willing and the internet still exist. We will be yeah. back.
1: We haven't been canceled <laughs> by then.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: Nobody, nobody, nobody can cancel us. Yeah,
1: not, we're, not, we're not, we're not important enough to cancel. So <laughs> I, I think we're safe. We'll
0: just let those people do whatever they're doing. Yeah. We're, too, we're too ordinary to cancel. Yeah. That's right. Well, uh, Dana, what do you, what do you have to recommend? Oh, very nice. Evangelism
2: and the Sovereignty of God by J.I. Packer. I actually have two copies. I don't know why I have two. Nice. Um, So if anybody wants a copy, any of our listeners, that's not available to employees of redemption medication. But uh, Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God by J.I. Packer. This is a classic. It's a quick, easy little read. Um, But how do we, because we hold to the doctrines of grace and sometimes we are um, criticized for, so calvinists right were criticized for not caring about evangelism um and if god is sovereign if he has as ephesians 1 says chosen us from before the beginning of time then why should we be active in evangelism and j.i packer goes through the answer to that question so this is a, this is a great little book it's the classic um, evangelism and the sovereignty of god by j.i packer again if any of the listeners Uh, If anybody listens and they want a copy of that, I'm happy to give. You can actually, I will let you pick which copy
0: you want.
1: (laughs) Which cover do you like best?
0: That 70s cover is pretty great, not going to lie.
1: They're great. Yeah. Yeah. The 70s. I remember the 70s. There
0: were were some good design
1: in the 70s. (laughs) Steve. Ants? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I'm not going to call this luck. I'm going to call this the providence of God. I, Ooh, I have this book selected for my library ladder book before we determined a subject. But yes. it's going to be Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Mr. Whitney,
0: Don which Lee already Whitney. mentioned.
1: Um, Fountain pen is,
0: aficionado as well. Yeah,
1: it, it's it, it could be a, a little convicting. I'll warn you. Uh, ahead of time but it is really good he talks a lot about the things we christians ought to be up to and and helpful applications for some of the things he, he he's uh making a case for and uh i would highly recommend it 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 is certainly is very much tied into what we're talking about today and what we're going to talk about next time so that was just god's good providence on that all right good yeah
0: all right, my recommendation, it's its a book that I had out today and was using it, uh, could not recommend it more highly, is uh, Creeds, Confessions, and Catechisms. Um, it's a crossway book. It's uh, edited by Chad Van Dixorn. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's got, um, in a very nice binding, uh, it's got uh, the Apostles' Creed, Nicene Creed, Athanasian Creed, Chalcedonian Definition. And then um, the major uh, confessions of the Reformation era: Augsburg, the Belgic. It's got the three forms of unity. That's what the uh, the Dutch Reformed Church uses. Thirty-nine Articles. That's Anglicanism. Uh, Westminster, of course. Um, 1689 is in here as well. Uh, and then also the Heidelberg Catechism, which is part of the three forms of unity, and the Westminster yep. Larger and Shorter. So uh, quite a list of really great reformed resources. Not only reformed catholic resources with the small c Ooh, yes. mm-hmm.
1: uh, big Whose recommendation it's our word
0: it's our word that's, that's right taking it back that's right yeah the, uh, and then come i have a i have it.
1: a it's <laughs> right they can <laughs> come, come and, and try it. it
0: from our our reformed uh our our life-filled reformed hands <laughs> um then as well i actually have a i have a bonus uh it's actually an app since we were talking about the uh psalms of the day I don't know if you'll be able to pick it up very well, but there, there's an app called Five Psalms. Uh, it has a little blue hand, uh, actually with Hebrew on it, I don't know if you can uh, see it yeah. very well. There you
1: go, we can see it.
0: That, it uh, that will give you your five Psalms every day. If you want to use the Don Whitney Psalms of the Day plan, it will get you the full text on there. You can choose between ESV or New American Standard. I think there might be a couple others. Um, But Anyway, that can help. Will it read uh, so you in audio? Like will it read it to you? I do think I do think there's an audio component. Um okay. read by Samuel L.
2: Jackson, probably.
0: Sounds <laughs> of the day. Uh,
1: hopefully.
0: There is not an audio component in this app. Because it was read by Samuel L. Jackson
1: and they had to probably. say no. It and, yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> this isn't gonna work. They made it to like Genesis 1 3 <laughs> and they're, oh. Uh -uh. this was a mistake yeah
2: (laughs) i had an idea no we're what are we doing here yeah (laughs)
1: very
0: good all right all right blessing time yeah the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you the lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace
1: amen